Welcome to episode 5 of the Above the Rim podcast. Brought to you by your host Justin, aka Just Blaze. And I got two special guests for y'all tonight. Two guests. I got my man Rel and I got my man Alvin. Give him a round of applause. Rel, what's going on, my brother? What's up, Just? Man, what's up? Appreciate you being here, bro. Thanks for having me. No problem. Alvin, what's going on? Everything cool, bro? Peace, peace, peace. All Everything's right, good, right. brother. Peace. I got two of my fellows from a long time, from way back uh-huh. on the park scene. Right. Playing ball every week. <laughs> neighborhood parks. JBA. JBA All-Stars. <laughs> Shouts out. <laughs> oh, man. So this episode today, right, I thought... I thought about this episode and I said, man, I, I want to go a different route with this episode. So I want to talk about trash talkers in the NBA today. So trash talking today in the new decade is a lot different from the old days, from the 80s, from the 90s. The golden age of trash talking is over. These days, players are more friendly. They're teaming up. A lot of people miss that era. But there's still a few trash talkers sprinkled in here and there. So I want to dig deep into the trash talking of today's NBA today. So first, what I want to go is, first I want to define what makes a good trash talker. Because p- different people define trash talking in different ways. We got two resident trash talkers. Rel is a long time street ball <laughs> trash talker. Oh, Alvin is another longtime streetball trash talker, and those two <laughs> love to go at it. This was a strategic pairing today. I see what you did. I ain't seen it before. I see what it is now. <laughs> so I feel like what makes a good trash talker oh, is someone who's able to get into an opponent's head, someone who's able to frustrate them, someone who's able to irritate the opponent, uh-huh. get under their skin. Is there any other quality? What quality do you feel, Rel, make a good trash talker? Well, you got to be able to get in their head. You got to be able to get in their head. Of course. That's number one. That's number one. That's number one. You got to back up your trash talk. Oh, see, that's the key. You got to back up the trash talk. Alvin, what makes a good trash talker? I think think what makes a good trash talker is definitely a sense of comedy, right? Like, if you out here cutting on a kid or cutting on somebody... I think it's better if like if the person's talking trash just has like mad jokes on the guy. They have mad jokes, like personal jokes. What kind of jokes? Just about his skill level on the court, like as far as just the, like the dumb mistakes he's making. Okay. If he can make fun of the person, eventually he's gonna seep into his head. He's gonna be like, damn, he's right. That was a bad move. Okay. Like, he's gonna mess up his game. That's the whole point of trash talk. That's the what whole I point. Do. The whole point is to get into the head and get them out of the game, right? Yep. Oh, Gotta for get them sure. Out there. Gotta get him out the game, as, gotcha. as you know. I'm an expert, trust. But you, gotta, <laughs> but you always gotta be able to back it up. You gotta be able to back it up. Uh. So, also, now another question that I have is: everyone qualified to trash talk? Think about that. Is everyone so? Say, for instance, you go into the park. There's a cat on the sidelines. He's not getting in the game. He's looking at everybody. He's one of them dudes who come to the park and watch everybody play. Can he trash talk? No, we call those bench warmers. Oh, we call those bench warmers. Bench warmers. Bench warmers. Okay. Why you call why he why is he not qualified to trash talk? He don't get in the game. 
He doesn't get in the game. He don't get in the game. He's on the bench. Yeah, but still, he could still talk shit from the sidelines. I don't hear nobody from the sidelines. Ooh. You don't hear nobody from the sidelines. <laughs> so, so since you said no one can talk trash from the bench, what I what I noticed the other day, so there was a game going on. It was the Cavs versus the Heat. So the Cavs went there to Miami. And you know what I saw towards the end of the game? I saw my man, Young Money on his neck. My man, J.R. Smith, talking trash to Dion Waiters. Now, mind you, J.R. Smith got a suit on. He's still injured. He didn't come back yet. Euro cut. But he still felt the need to talk junk to Dion Waiters, who was playing in the game. And then proceeded to have a scuffle towards the end of the game. Right? So you do, do you feel JR was wrong to talk to Deion Waiters? He can't talk if he ain't in the game right now. Even if he's injury, a player. He's a player, but he got to get off an injury first. Okay, so he got to get off the injury to trash talk. Yes. So you legit have to be on the court in order to trash talk. Yes, you ain't putting up no shots. Okay. What about you, Al? What do you think? I disagree. Theoretically, that mm-hmm. makes sense. But obviously, you have the ability to talk smack anywhere you are. I don't care if I'm on the bench, on the court, in the parking lot. If I think your game stinks, I'm going to tell you your game stinks, period. <laughs> Let's use the example between Draymond Green and Paul Pierce. Okay. Paul Pierce talking mad smack on the bench. Paul Pierce goes. is a walking Hall of Famer. I mean, Dang. pretty much. He's walking. done. He's on the bench. He's still getting them checks. Mm-hmm. And he's out there still talking trash to Draymond. That's just the competitive nature. And Draymond got back at him, period. But Paul is a player. Paul is a player, but obviously he's not going to get that much minutes on the court. He's how, how many minutes he get? What the stats at, man? It don't matter. <laughs> but the question is, are you qualified to talk trash? I say yes. I think Paul Pierce is qualified to talk trash. Yeah. He's a I, resident Hall of Fame trash I don't talk. think so, averaging five points. What is that? Yo, he might average less. Paul Pierce actually averages three points. All right, let's take. Let's, but he averages seven to nine minutes a night. This is what I'm saying. We have a le- a, a legendary trash talker in New York, Spike Lee. Mm. Spike Lee been talking trash, and he probably sucks in ball, but he talks smack, and he's been a resonant like person on the sidelines talking mad smack in New York. All I'm saying is this. It don't matter. You can be qualified or not qualified. And I think that's probably the most frustrating thing. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. You don't need a qualification to talk smack. Because people talk smack at work, on the court. They in, sure do. In bed. They sure do. You know what I mean? They anyway, sure do. They gonna, they're going to talk. So it don't matter. Okay, so there's no nobody's off limits from trash talk. Nobody's off limits. <laughs> of course, there's like rules as far as like etiquette and street rules, mm-hmm. but there's some cats that just don't give a F and they're mm-hmm. just going to talk smack. I don't care who it is. But okay, see, sometimes talking smack give fuel to the opponent. Back you mean can fuel the opponent, yes, opponent to, to play better? Yes. Okay. You see what Reggie Miller done did to the Knicks. Oh, we know that. All right. So Actually, I blame Spike Lee for the Knicks getting demolished Thank you. by Reggie Miller. Spike Lee put the battery in Reggie Miller's back right. to put up the choking sign. So he said, you know what? You want to go hard for your Knicks? I'm going to tear your Knicks apart. So with him trying to tear the Knicks apart, it fueled him to score, what did he score, 13 points in... No, eight, seconds, eight points, eight points eight point in 13 seconds. seconds. What I'm saying is this. Mm-hmm. Those players mm-hmm. are like one in a million. 
to be able to take the booze, the hate, the constant riding, and produce that into greatness, mm-hmm. I've only seen two players do that. That okay. was Jordan okay. and Reggie Miller. Okay. And that's only the ones that I see. Everybody else, they're either going to combat it or crumble under the hate. But okay. the fact that you can face it and overcome it, that's strong mentality. And a lot of people around this world don't have that. What about Kobe? Kobe's another one. Kobe done, you don't see what Kobe did in Phoenix when he was going at it with Sacramento and the Kings. 81. Before we go was, there, before uh, we go there, I have a list of trash talkers that I want to get to. But before we go there, I want to know who is the best trash talker in the NBA today, in your opinion? In my opinion, the best trash talker in the game today, playing today, is Pat Beverly. I think Pat Beverly is the most just so disrespectful. The most disrespectful trash talker in the game today. <laughs> Pat Beverly will get up on your skin. He done injured Westbrook before, right? He tore. I think he tore True. his meniscus. He's reaching for the ball. Pat Beverly is one of those irritant players. One of those plays when you get the ball, he's gonna annoy you for the full forty-eight minutes. He get under your skin. Get under your skin. But that was his claim to fame. To get to the NBA, some players have more skill, some players have more heart, some players play harder than everyone else. I think Pat Beverly is in the category of players who just play harder. He knows he doesn't have the physical skills, the physical talent. He doesn't shoot the best, he doesn't score the best, he doesn't dribble the best. But what he can do is he can fuel your team with trash talking, we with being an irritant. A, we call that a good piece. We call that a good piece. Right now, we call that barbecue chicken. We call that a good piece. Can I say something on that? Go ahead. I think the way Patrick Beverly play, it mm-hmm. seemed like he talked trash. But okay. he's, I've never seen him use his mouth and, like, violate somebody. I've always seen him, like, he was, like, really trying to go at somebody. Like, yo. Wait, you never seen Pat Beverly violate somebody? I've seen him violate somebody, okay. but as far as verbally. I've always seen him like be really anxious on the ball, like yo, give me the ball, even though even though the ball, even though the whistle has been blown, he'll still go after the ball and he'll just play ball like a dog. But I've never seen his mouth move, like he just be really on it. I mean, he ain't have a shape up in about like eight months, even though he's a millionaire. <laughs> so you can tell he probably doing something else. He probably be in the gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know he ain't in the barbershop, mm-hmm. but he just look like an animal, like he just be really going at it. But I've never seen his mouth move. Okay. In my opinion, to answer your original question, I think the person that talks the most smack and probably the best one. Okay. And probably the worst one is Draymond Green. Okay. I agree. I agree. The worst one in the sense that yeah, I never seen him put up 40 points, 10 mm-hmm. rebounds or whatever. I never seen him put up 20 points, 20 assists in a game. Okay. I have seen him put up a, a, a triple double scoring no points. Scoring. Scoring uh, seven points, six points. Right. But mm-hmm. but the thing is this, like, I think he's the best because he's the most vocal. He's the most demonstrative. He talks the most. And he's like, he's not complaining. Like, you see a person like DeAndre, like, Cousins or whatever. DeMarcus he, Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins. He's complaining about calls. Yeah. But Draymond, he's, he's like, yelling. He's like, ah, like. And one. He's he has a lot of intensity. He has a lot of intensity. So would you call Draymond Green a leader of the team? He's an emotional He's, leader. I was like getting ready to say that. He's, He's the, the emotional, emotional leader. And every team, whether you on PS114 court or you on <laughs> Barclay, shout out to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. you need that leader. 
Okay. I've always, ever since I started picking picking up a basketball, I've always prided myself on being a vocal leader. Mm-hmm. Period. I'm a I'm a talk until I can't talk. I don't care who come on the court. I don't care if the OGs come on the court. I got the most gang banging this cat. So I'm, I'm a talk. Even if your game is not up to par to the OGs, you still talking smack to them? I'm a talk because what can they do? You're going to hit me because I say you can't make a layup? Okay, but let me ask you this. So why do you do that? You do that as a tactic to get them out their game to make you look better? I do that. Or do you do that because it just helps you? In life, on the court, on a basketball court, in the bed, anywhere, I want (laughs) to win. You want to win? I'm going to talk myself to win. And by talking, you're going to will yourself to a, to okay. a victory, period. So, bro, let's swing it to you. So why do you trash talk? Why do you feel trash talking is necessary? Like I said before, it's under their skin. Mm-hmm. It fuels you. Yes, and some people can't handle it. Some, and some people, people want to argue, mm-hmm. want to push you. Mm-hmm. The ref's going to call. Exactly. <laughs> I heard, I used to hear that when you was playing ball, you get a bucket in the lane, you start screaming 190. Easy. Easy. You start screaming 190. You're so disrespectful. Don't disrespect that, man. They know what I'm screaming when I'm Exactly. Screaming. So I'm going to read off some tra- the best trash talkers in the NBA today. You tell me if you guys agree or disagree. I got Pat Beverly, Draymond Green, Russell Westbrook. You think he's a good trash talker? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, Rel, Al? I, you know what? I'm going to back it up. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see these players speak. They, oh, Russell speaks. So you didn't, listen, see, listen, listen. you didn't see when they played the Warriors? Exactly. I, you see, Russell you see, speaks. We, and he was talking to Kevin Durant? We about to get into something. Because I'm talking, you talking over me. What I'm saying is this, right? I'm saying this. There's a lot of players that are aggressive physically and a lot of players that are aggressive verbally. I think Russell Westbrook, Pat Beverly... Mm-hmm. They're they're physically aggressive as opposed to verbally aggressive. Okay. A Draymond, Draymond Green is mm-hmm. verbally aggressive. Okay. Um, but I think pairs like Patrick Beverly okay. and Russell Westbrook, they're physically aggressive. All I've right. never seen them like chat go back and forth. Okay. I see Draymond go back and forth. Um, and that's really it. Okay, so I'm gonna read off some more names. A low key trash talk I got is Matt Barnes. I think Matt Barnes is a nice trash talker. It gets under your skin. He irritates you through game to game. Another one, DeMarcus Cousins, I think is a low-key trash talker. Marcus Smart, I think, is another trash talker. He gets talker under on your his, skin. He gets under your skin. He's a little irritant. Also, two more low-key ones. I got my man Lance Stevenson, I oh, think is a nice sure. trash talker. We call talker. him Mr. Blowing Your Ear. Mr. Blowing Your Ear. You're so disrespectful. Blowing the LeBron for ear. sure. They also got low key from a few years ago. I got Joakim Noah as a nice trash talker. That's true. That's exactly. a good one. That's so good some one. of the tra- best trash talkers of all time. I'm gonna read off some names. Right, the Glove, mm-hmm. Gary Payton, yes. ultimate trash talker. Charles, the round mound of rebound Barker. All right. Mm-hmm. Then you got one of the best trash trash talkers of all time. Both teams play hard. God bless Rashid and good Wallace. Night. <laughs> Rashid Wallace. God bless and good night. She. We got AI, one of the best trash talkers. Yes. <laughs> we got Reggie Miller, one of the best trash talkers of all time. Yes. We got Kevin Garnett, the big ticket. Big. We got oh, Michael so Jordan. Honey Nut Cheerios. 
aggressive. We got Larry Bird is a great trash talker. That's true. We got the big Aristotle. Shaquille O'Neal was another trash talker. Yep. We got Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. We got Paul Pierce. Another one that I have. Steven Jackson was another trash talker. Yep. Also, another one. I'm going to blow your mind with this one. Kenyon Martin. It's another yep. trash talker. Remember him on the Nets? Yes. Remember him on the Nuggets? He would have get under your skin. That was a big boy. Yep. Ripped the jersey over Ripped the, the chest. Showed a heart. Kenyon Martin. Another one. Latrell Sprewell. Choking coaches. Choking coaches. We got Vernon Maxwell. Xavier McDaniel. We also got low-key Isaiah Thomas. Was the catalyst to the bad boy Pistons. Boys. Don't sleep. I was a leader. Some of the most, I think KG is the most intense trash talk of all time. Him, I don't know if you guys remember him saying to Charlie Villanueva oh, that yeah. he looked like a cancer patient. Disrespectful. Disru You're so disrespectful. Gosh. Then also telling Melo that Lala tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. You also got GP. I don't know if y'all remember the glove. He's the one who gave Jason Kidd the nickname Acing Kid. Talking about Jason Kidd has no J. He said that in the middle of the game, he pissed Jason Whoa. Kidd off. And Jason Kidd did have no J in the beginning of his career. Also, got, got Draymond, like you said before, talking shit to Paul Pierce yes. during the year, saying that he's chasing a farewell tour. He's trying to Kobe. be like Kobe. You want to be Kobe? That, that was, was disrespectful. I, that, that was so disrespectful. That hit him low. That's so disrespectful. That was very that was, disrespectful. <laughs> that was, very was, farewell. Also, if you remember Shaq, Calling it the Chris Webber Kings, he called him the Sacramento Queens. Sacramento Queens. Disrespect. Also, Shaq in his heyday, I think it was after he retired, he started calling Chris Bosch the RuPaul of big men. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that. Let's not to cut you off. Let's yeah. fast forward it. The Javel mm. McGee versus Javel McGee. I was getting to that. Shaq is disrespectful. That's perfect. Shaq is one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. He really is. I think he might have to be crowned as top ten. Yeah, because oh, he's still talking smack from the uh, from the TNT. And he not even playing right exactly. now. Exactly, most definitely, most definitely. But Shaq and got them accolades to talk smack. Though. Exactly. So, like we said before, trash talking is an integral part of the NBA game. Some players needed to fuel themselves. Some players needed to get the opponent out of their game. Definitely. Get them. Get it out of their system. Get the opponents off their game. Have them make them have a mental edge. During the game, some players need that. So we're going to transition over to, there's also something that I wanted to talk about, the most underrated, most underappreciated star of in the league today. This is a very opinionated question. Everyone has their different opinions on who they feel is the most underappreciated. A lot of stars are not getting it just due. When you listen to ESPN, you listen to TNT, they're always talking about the Warriors, always giving credit to Steph Curry, giving credit to LeBron James, giving credit to Kawhi Leonard. But let's talk about some stars who are not given enough credit. One star that I'm going to go, that's not who I, do, who I feel does not get enough credit or recognition, I'm going to go CP3 on this one. Mm. I know yeah, everyone true. knows me Yo, as a Clippers fan, so on. I'm going to try not to be biased. So because I'm not being biased, I brought two suggestions to the most underappreciated. What do you think about CP3? 
right? What do you think about the point guard? Preach. 17.4 points per game. Five rebounds per game. Wow. 9.5 assists per game. 2.2 steals a game, wow. right? When you think about, he is third all time in assists per game average. Third behind the great John Stockton. Behind the great Irvin Magic Johnson. When you think about today's point guard, it's moving to more of a scoring point guard. You got more of the Russell Westbrooks, the Steph Currys, the D. Roses, the Damian Lillards. And they forget about the quintessential point guard, the ball distributor, right? They forget about that. But forget that some, some teams need that in order to prosper, right? So I'm going to go Chris Paul as my most underappreciated. And an honorable mention, I'm going to go Kemba Walker. Mm. What do you think about Kemba Walker? He's also another star who gets buckets, mm. whose team is not necessarily doing well. So because his, because his team is not having that much success, he doesn't get the recognition. Kemba Walker averages 23 points per game, four rebounds, and five and a half assists. Monster. Those are all-star numbers. For all sure. right? mm-hmm. So do you agree Chris Paul and, and Kemba Walker are underappreciated stars? Yes or no? Um, well, yes and no. Okay. Oh, come on. It's okay. You can say yes or no. Um, yes or no. Al, Chris, Chris Paul, CB3, and Kemba Walker. Yes or no. Chris Paul is the underrated, the most underrated player in the NBA today. Okay. And Kemba Walker, appreci- underappreciated or appreciated enough? Underappreciated. Okay. So, Rel, let's get to you. Who is your most underappreciated star in the NBA today? Um, I got to go with Jimmy Butler. Oh. oh. You think Jimmy Butler's underappreciated? Yes, he is. Okay, so tell me why you think he's underappreciated. Because after Rose got injured, he carried the weight. He carried the team on his back. Yes. Derrick Rose was the resident Chicago star. Jimmy Butler took the reins. I feel like he kind of slightly pushed D. Rose out a little bit. But do you you feel he doesn't get enough due? He don't get enough. Okay. Why do you say that? You You don't think? I actually have Jimmy Butler stats. 24 points per game, mm-hmm. six rebounds, mm-hmm. and five assists. five assists. Those are elite numbers. Elite. Elite numbers. And he's not even in nobody's top 10. Oh, that's a good point. So you think Jimmy Butler's a top 10 player in the league today? Yes, all around game. Okay. Defense. He's gonna he's gonna guard the best defender. You know. He's a two-way player. Mm-hmm. One of the best two-way players in the game. Yes. I had him on my most clutch list as well. I, I give a lot of love. He's very clutch. He's very clutch to Jimmy Buckets. He wants those shots. Yes, he does. He takes those shots when he needs it. So you feel Jimmy Butler's the most underappreciated. Very. Al, let's sling to you. Who you feel is the most underappreciated star in the league today? You know what, Just? I ain't going to lie to you. Okay. I was definitely going to go with CP3, but now that I think about it and based on what Rel said, mm-hmm. I have to go with the most underrated player in the NBA. And I truly believe that person is Kawhi Leonard. Wow, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard came in the NBA as a defensive player. Mm-hmm. He's the two-time defensive player of the year. Sure is. He's currently averaging more than 25 points a game and probably more than three steals a game. Yep. Two. Just be- two. Just because of the way the Spurs play, it's slow, it's discipline, it's balanced. You're not going to see him drop 80 points in a game. He doesn't get enough recognition. He doesn't get enough recognition because he's doing it on both ends truly. He's a leader in all defensive stats. He's a leader in all 
offensive stats as well. You have to respect him because he's doing things that Jordan was doing. Jordan was good on both sides of the ball. I'm mm. not I'm not comparing him to Jordan, but there's a lot of talk about underrated players, a lot of talk about players that need to be appreciated. I think Kawhi Leonard needs to be appreciated to okay. be around all that wealth, okay. all that influence. I got a question. To have all that skill mm -hmm. and still be even kill, mm -hmm. come out every day mm -hmm. and still drive a, a beat up Dodge Caravan, even though you're a millionaire. <laughs> that's being cheap. You, no. uh, you, you, you cheap. underrated. Okay. That's, that's the Popovich. So effect. do you feel like Kawhi Leonard is a top three MVP candidate? Has to be. This year. Has, Has to, to be? be? Look at the numbers. Okay. The production. Okay. And the effort. And the Spurs record. The Spurs record. You, they, they're already in the playoffs. Well, of the course they're in the playoffs. But when you think about the Spurs record, with when you think about the injury to Kevin Durant, the Spurs have an opportunity to take over that number one seed. Yeah. And that's all because of Kawhi Leonard. I give Kawhi Leonard respect because he does get the most shots he takes the most shots but he wants those shots and pop has given him the reins of the team yeah, he knows and i feel that. like he's handled that Ayo. with the utmost pressure Ayo, let's keep hey, let's keep it all in perspective okay he's younger than 25 bro. yeah he is he's like 23 years old exactly do you agree with him with Kawhi Leonard being underappreciated Ralph? yes he's very unappreciated okay and plus you know they're second in the west exactly so you have to take that into account Yes. When you think of Kawhi Leonard. But I have a low-key underrated player. Go ahead, my brother. Who you got? Low-key. Okay. <laughs> I need to be low-key and underrated. Oh. They fourth in the West. Rel. Rel, I got I to gotta praise you right there. That is a excellent choice. points per game. Excellent. Gordon Hayward is one of the most underappreciated. He People carrying sleep. that team. He carries that team. He's a leading scorer. He finally got an all-star nod. Thank God. Yep. He finally got it. He finally got his due. Well, I am impressed. Yes. Gordon, Hayward Gordon Hayward is one of the best small forwards in the game. Mm -hmm. But he's not they don't looked give at him. as such. They don't give it to him. Probably because... You think it's because he plays in Utah? Or do you think it's because they just don't respect his game? It, think about it. You think, game. You think they don't respect, respect it game. because he's not a flashy player. Yeah, he's not. What do you think about Gordon? But he does mm -hmm. everything. He does everything. He everything. shoots, passes, dribbles. Mm -hmm. He's a triple threat. He plays solid defense. Yes. You're never going to hear of Gordon Haywood getting killed. Nope. You don't really hear that. But you hear him dropping 40. You hear him dropping 35. You hear him causing the Jazz to become... One of the best teams in the West wait, this wait, year. Just, they have a better record than the Clippers. Go ahead. Just. Go ahead. Are you sitting here and you're telling me that Gordy Haywood is a better player than Kawhi Leonard? No, I'm not going to go that far. That's Thank so you. That'll be disrespectful. Nah, that's Thank going you. too far. That's I going apologize. Too. Thank you. Because nah, I was <laughs> but, talking a lot. So I but just a, make but sure a better question is, who would you rather have as a three? Would you rather have Gordon Haywood or would you rather have Jimmy Buckets? Jimmy Buckets. Okay, Al, what do you think? Gordon Haywood or Jimmy Buckets? Tough? I'm gonna go with Jimmy. Cause Jimmy, go Jimmy. Cause Jimmy gonna play a little bit more defense than Gordon. I'm gonna go with Jimmy as well. I think Jimmy is a more He's gonna D the LeBron's. Yeah, I think he's, he's a more dynamic three. Yeah, for sure. He he is more of a I think when defense is when you think about playing the Bulls, you're saying like, I got a game plan for Jimmy Butler. Cause I don't know if Jimmy Butler's gonna give me twenty. 
I don't know if he's gonna give me 50 tonight. Right. I don't know if he's gonna come in the come in the game and say, I'm about to kill tonight. I don't know if he's in a bad mood, he's in a good mood. And I think Jimmy Butler took a step up this year with yes. the addition of Dwayne Wade. Matter of fact, speaking of Jimmy Butler, we might as well get into our next segment. Because our next segment, we're actually talking about the current state of the Bulls. So as we know, the Bulls this year are 7th place in the Eastern Conference, right? Right, right. We know Terrell is a resident Bulls fan. Been a Bulls so fan for a long stand. time. The Bulls are currently seventh in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, we are. Number two in the East, Celtics. We have you have five hundred right now. Mm-hmm. You know you you're treading water. Yes. You're treading water, but that's okay because the Bulls had a lot of injuries this year. A lot. A lot of injuries, and the Bulls always been a good franchise, right? They let go some key pieces though. Exactly. So the question I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask the both of you guys, right? Okay. Do you feel? The Chicago Bulls this year can win a playoff series. When you think about them winning a playoff series, right? Think about the matchups. You got they're either gonna play the Boston Celtics, the Washington Wizards, or the Toronto Raptors. So Rel, I'm gonna go to you first. Do you think the Bulls can win a playoff series this year? Yes, if we stay healthy, okay. we can win. But you can say that for every team if you stay healthy. If Wade does what he's supposed to do. Do you think they have enough? To get to at least the second round. We got Rondo. Rondo's one of the best point guards in the league. That's, so disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Rondo's one of the best. I, I, I don't know if he's one of the best. He's, he's not a top pass 10. first point guard. He's a pass first point guard. But does he fit in the ball? I mean, excuse me, in the Chicago Bulls offense? They gelling, but when you get to the playoffs, we will see. Remember, the Bulls had a lot of drama this year. The Bulls fit are this or Rondo hasn't been the greatest fit because he is a pass forward point guard. He's not a shooter. When you pair him with D Wade, Jimmy Butler, Robin Lopez, Taj Gibson is gone, but now you got Bobby Portis. Those are not shooters, right? Portis been been doing a little good. He's Al, I'm gonna go to you. Do you feel the Bulls? can win a playoff series this year against any one of those three teams that I mentioned. I think they could beat Boston. Okay. We're going to get back to that. Do you think they can win a playoff series this year? I think they can. Out of those three teams? I think they can because Fred Hoiberg is going to make sure that these players play defense. You got faith in Freddie? I do. Because whenever the playoffs happen, June Mm -hmm. until whenever, that's when the coaches got to shine. I think Hoiberg is going to shine as far as his defense. If you watch the Chicago Bulls play, you're almost falling asleep, right? Because they slow everything down. Everything they slow is, down the pace. Everything yeah. is spaced out. It's Everything is spaced out. And if Dwayne Wade is on the court, he's going to get an ISO. And if he gets an ISO, they're going to be like, Dwayne Wade's too old. But then he ends up dunking on everybody. Yep. Remember, playoff D-Wade is different than yes. regular season yes. D-Wade. That's so true. I give you credit there, bro. Playoff D-Wade. So... It'll Matter of fact, since you're a Bulls fan, yes. how did you feel this year when D Wade signed on? Were you ecstatic? Were you excited? Were you a little iffy? How you felt? I was very excited. You was excited? Yes. D Wade gave him a new look. Yes. That's his hometown. He went back home. Mm-hmm. It's a good look. Okay, so you felt him and Jimmy Buckets was a good parent? Yeah, good Okay. Even though neither one is a shooter, classified as a shooter. They both clutch shooters. Can I, can I Do you think Jimmy Butler and D Wade is a good parent? 
I think they are. Okay. They both play defense. They do. One thing I would I would give respect to is that D Wade. I think he uh, I would say he matured Jimmy Butler. I feel like Jimmy Bl- Butler was more of a second tier star. He know how to take the back seat. Exactly. Same way he did with LeBron. Exactly. That's why I give D Wade a lot of respect. He mm-hmm. he gave Jimmy Butler. He gave the he put the battery in Jimmy Butler's back, saying it's your team. Mm-hmm. I need you to go. I need you to take over. He gave him the confidence Mm -hmm. that a consummate professional, as in D. Wade, would give to a player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also remember, when D. Wade was flashed with Shaq, he was the four... Like, as far as me, like, I never want to be the first person in the line of battle. Okay. D. Wade was the first person in the line of battle when he was with Shaq in those years. So he was getting all them arrows and everything. He was a star. He was a star. Mm-hmm. But I think D. Wade is like, yo, you know what? I'm a millionaire. I got my family out the hood. I don't want to take all these shots. <laughs> yo, LeBron, you got it. Because okay. I was there before. You he take knew over. how to defer. Jimmy Butler, you got it. I'm going to be back here with Gabrielle getting these checks and putting money <laughs> in my foundation. I'm good. I'm back in my hood. I bought my old house. Mm-hmm. My mom good. She got the million-dollar church. I don't want all these shots taken at me. I want to collect my checks, break a sweat in the court, mm-hmm. hopefully make it to the second round of the playoffs, and I can see my bestie, best LeBron. Exactly. And that's it. See, I live and, my and, life. And D-Wade, I actually give him a lot of respect because in, 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 uh, in the playoffs, when you think about D-Wade, he's a big two-guard. So when you're a big two-guard, you're allowed Huge. to go in the post when you get to another small two-guard. And when he gets down in the post... Right now, we call that barbecue chicken. That's barbecue chicken when he gets right, down in the right, post. Right, When he gets down... And D-Wade knows how to play playoff basketball. Hey, exactly, so you got full exactly. thrill. You got full faith in D-Wade in the playoffs. This yes. Year. Yes. Oh, and you said they could be Boston? They could be Boston. Why do you feel they could be Boston? Wait, out of those three, you feel like Boston is their best matchup? No. Okay, but you just feel like they could be all three or just I think just they Boston? could be all three. You think they could be all three? Anything's possible. Anything. <laughs> Anything's possible in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler, okay. is this here, it's, it's his year right now to step up. Okay. It's his year to step up in the playoffs. He's not going to be with Rose. Okay. Him and Wade. Playoffs. So you think it's their year? I, I'm not going to lie. I love D-Wade, playoff D-Wade. Mm-hmm. He carried that Heat team last year in the playoffs when they beat Charlotte. They got into the second round. They ran into some little trouble against the Raptors. And I don't have any faith in the Raptors. I don't have any much faith. I really feel like the Bulls could beat the Raptors or the they, Wizards. They got a good pickup, though. They got um, Ibaka, Ibaka, P.J. Tucker. Yep. And P.J. Tucker could guard. Uh, I, he can't shut down Jimmy. Let me let me retract on that. No. He can't shut down Jimmy. Barbecue I think, chicken. I, you know. Right now we call that barbecue chicken. I think D I think Butler <laughs> in the playoffs, I think he might average 30. Shout out to Chef. Yes. I think Jimmy Butler is gonna get buckets in the playoffs. The only person I feel like can really slow down Jimmy Boy is LeBron James. I think he gets a little intimidating when it comes to LeBron. I don't think he's scared of LeBron. You don't no. think he's scared of LeBron? No. Not at all. <laughs> think he could get LeBron 30? Because when they playing against the Cavs, he's if, going up against LeBron, sure he mano a mano. He probably did. 30 on LeBron, come on, man. He's going to lead. He's gonna need a little you more know, than 30 to uh, beat the Cavs. Not, not now when you got Deron Williams yeah, I never and Kevin think about Love. what, how LeBron get his, his you know, he get his butt whipped too. You know? He does. He does. Sometimes LeBron mm. gets served in the playoffs. A lot. Occasionally. Oh, Hello, serve him up. Oh, not yeah. in the playoffs. A player. Not in the playoffs. A player. 
but I mean, let's let's listen. I'm not. I was a LeBron fan, but you gotta admire what he does. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's gonna go up for eighty against the Cavs right now. Exactly. So any little feat, we gotta definitely respect it. Mm-hmm. But let's not get carried away. LeBron is LeBron. LeBron does have about eight number one picks on his team. And remember, look at the Cavs now. Kevin Love and J.R. Smith are still on the bench. So no chance for the Bulls beating the Cavs. No. Any chance for you, Ralph? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. And as a Bulls fan, he has to say that. And as a Clippers, <laughs> as a Bulls fan, he and as say a it. Clippers fan, I have <laughs> to say that we will make it to the finals as well. Okay, we we about to get to the Clippers next. So copy. To end off the Bulls segment, Rella, since you're a resident Bulls fan, I gotta ask: This summer is a serious summer this year for your Bulls, right? Mm-hmm. They almost traded Jimmy Butler at the deadline. He was almost a Celtic when you think about it, right? If you if you get down, they were Jimmy Butler was on the trading block. He was on the market. So this summer, do you tell me two things? Do you think one, Jimmy Butler gets traded, and two, do you think D Wade opts out? And leaves in free agents. What do you think? Um, I think Butler's gonna stay. You think Butler's gonna stay? And I think Wade's gonna stay. It's his and you hometown. think Wade is gonna stay? They both okay. gonna stay. They're gonna add some pieces. Is that your heart talking or your mind talking? They're gonna stay. Okay. You think they both? Stay. Do you want them to stay? Both. Of course, I want them to stay. Okay. Just need some pieces and we'll be so, good. So, so the Bulls are not in rebuild mode for you. I think they already started rebuild. Started rebuild? It's not rebuild mode if you're in the playoffs. Rebuild mode means you're in the lottery. You're getting a top 10 pick, top 5 to 10 pick. Right, but... Would you rather that or would you rather them compete for a playoff spot? I think they should, should compete. They should okay. Because like you said, you think they could get I think they a could little deep. You think the Eastern Conference Finals? Or am I stretching? I'm you stretching. Right, <laughs> man. I'm a Bulls fan and everything. I'm getting disrespectful. <laughs> It takes time. It okay, takes time. okay, okay. I hear that. All right, all right. So for the Bulls, man, it's going to be interesting summer for the Bulls. Yeah. It's going to be interesting summer for the Bulls. So that's going to be a nice, interesting summer to watch. And I think Jimmy Butler, honestly, I think he, he might he might get dealt this summer. Think he's going to leave? I think, no, I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to get dealt. I mean, they're going to trade him. I don't feel like they have full confidence in Jimmy. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. I think they don't have full confidence in Jimmy. They tried to move him at the deadline. When you have your superstar, you don't try to move him at the deadline. You don't let those rumors leak out if he's your star. Think about it. If he's your star. Listen, I'm I'm ready. I actually think the East, honestly, is very wide open. I had the discussion last episode Mm -hmm. where I felt like the Celtics were neck and neck with the Cavs. I think they're a step below, but I think the East... Honestly, it's wide open. I think the Celtics can beat the Cavs in a miraculous seven-game series. What about Atlanta? I think Atlanta has no chance. I'm not a big fan of the Wizards. You're a big fan of the Wizards. You I, think you I like think, John Wall. You, you like John Wall, but do you think the Wizards can go far in the playoffs? Yes. How far? Conference finals? They don't have the back, the best backcourt? The best backcourt in the league? No. Yes. Uh, second best backcourt in the league. Who? Who's Clay, one? Clay and Curry's number one. Wall and Beal, number two. All right. Lillard and McCullum, number three. Another underrated player. Number four, CP3 and JJ. The backcourt. Veteran backcourt. Okay. So, speaking of CP3 and Redick, 
My man Big Al is a big Clippers fan along with me. Like yes, I said before, I'm going to refrain from my biased talk about the Clippers. But since Al is a veteran Clippers fan as well, I'm going to ask him, Al, do you think the Clippers have enough to compete for a championship this year? This year. They're in the fourth spot right now. Fifth spot, excuse me, right now. Battling the Jazz for the fourth. I think they're eventually going to get that fourth spot. Warriors are reeling a little bit with the injuries. Do you think the Clippers have enough to compete for a championship this year? What do you think? Me personally, I do think they do. That's just my personal belief. It's not an unbiased or whatever. I have to understand. Listen, we have three all-stars on our team. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre. Okay. And they're all playing a quote-unquote ancient way of playing ball in in today's game. That's pick and roll. Pick and roll heavy. Pick and roll heavy. Pick and roll, literally, or pick and pop. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. 2014, when we was up with the Warriors head to head, we missed a step. Probably we could have upgraded. Houston. Houston. We up 3 (laughs) 1. Lost Let's, to the Rockets. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. They can't be Houston this year. All right, all right. This year. They can't be okay. Houston. All so, right. okay, so I'm going to throw out a scenario for y'all. Oh, Lord. Say the Clippers all, they stay at fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say the Warriors drop to two because they're only two games out from the Spurs, which I think they can catch. Yeah. So say the Spurs are number one. Cl- uh, uh, excuse me, the Warriors number two, Rockets three, Clippers four. We're going to use that for argument's sake. That's the second round. So that means the Clippers will be playing the Spurs second round. Do you two feel the Clippers can beat the Spurs in the, in the second round? Don't stand a chance. Rel, One, don't stand a chance. Don't stand a chance. Al, do you think the Clippers can beat the Spurs? Yes, you want to know why? Okay, let me know. Because we've done it in the past before. We have done it in the past before. Seven game series. And the second thing is, I believe in Doc. Okay. Doc is going to come up. Listen, Doc is a champion. Doc has won before. He's been to the finals. He's been to the playoffs. He knows what it takes. Listen, the regular season is for the fans. Doc ain't no pop. The regular oh. season. Doc ain't no pop. Man. The regular. Disrespectful. Not even come with catchphrases and all that. Doc ain't no pop. But Doc is Doc, man. Nah, he's he's Doc. That's it. Listen, Doc. Listen. He gotta the, doctor all his players. The, the, That's reg, what he gotta do. the regular season is for the sponsors. It's for the kids. When playoffs come, that's the basketball fanatics. That's the that's the coach's game. That's when we see what's the point. We're going to see how we play. And Doc thrives in those situations. We beat the Spurs before. But this is a different Kawhi Leonard. Okay. It's a different. We have a three. My Butte. The, mother, <laughs> the motherland. Come on, man. My Butte. You don't even know who that is. <laughs> Yo, hey, don't. You don't know who that is. Don't disrespect him. Don't, don't sleep you on don't my boy. He can play good D. He could he can actually slow down who? Kawhi. Kawhi he can slow him down. He can't stop him. Can Kawhi to give him, him 40. 40? Really? 40. 40. Kawhi 40? Yes. Doc wouldn't even let him score 40. On, what do you mean? Okay. How much oh. do he average? Who? Mambute? He averaged yes. about five points per night. Five? But he but five? he got better. Really? Yes. Five? What's five? Five he, or eight of so 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 for all the basketball fans out there, there's certain players, there's certain players that you're looking at. They don't need to average like 30 points a game. 
Yeah. This certain players, yo, you average nine, but you get like five steals a game, or you contain. And that's the Kawhi. Best Kawhi don't gotta average thirty. And it's the same thing for Bob Butte. No, he can't but average. I do. 30. I give the Kawhi respect. He's he more. Can't. Yeah, he's more he of a can't. two-way player, meaning he can. He, he can, can pl- give you thirty and shut you down. Okay. My Butte two I mean, I'm a Clippers fan, and, I, and I'm thinking you kind of bugging a little Good bit. Because Mambute can't get his own shot. What does he I'm, do? I'm going to be realistic here. But one thing I am worried, I think the Clippers can beat the Spurs in a seven-game series. But my thing is that what I'm worried about is that Pop tends to put Kawhi Leonard on CP3 in the playoffs. And when you put Kawhi on CP3, it kind of neutralizes CP3 a little bit. Because he shuts down the pick and roll game a little bit, only because Kawhi is big enough to jump over the screen. Yeah. And when I say jump over the screen, meaning DeAndre is a great screener, but he'll jump over and stop Chris Paul from getting that easy mid range 15 to 20 footer. Let me tell you something. Which is a big part of his game. Let me tell you something. If Kawhi Leonard guards Chris Paul throughout the whole he does. series, then the only guy can save us because Kawhi ain't gonna lock Chris Paul up. That's all I can say. I but that's what he does. That's and then, and then does. the other issue is they tried to hide <laughs> Tony Parker yep. and Patty Mills on my Patty Mills be Patty Mills is excellent. I, honestly, he's on one of the more low. underrated players in the league. When he's you think underrated. About it. Listen, Patty no. Mills. He's underrated. Oh, no. no, think about it. Patty Mills oh. gets buckets. But do you think it's just the system? It's the system because Patty Mills is the same player as Gary Neal. Where's Gary Neal right now? Gary Neal's out the league. Right okay, now. so Gary Neal is the NBA leader in finals three point like three pointers made. It's the system, man. The system so, makes oh, these okay. players look good. Well, since you're going system, you think Kawhi is a star because of the system? Because remember, Kevin Durant said that. He said I Kawhi he is. is because. No, I Do you think, think he... Kawhi wouldn't be no. as good if it wasn't no. for the system? Cer- there's certain teams where systems trump talent. Okay. If you, it don't matter who you are, the system is so strong, the okay. regime is so strong, or different rebellions that you have to adapt. Perfect example: Stephen Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson couldn't wild out like that as much. Like the system controls your morale, what you say on the court, and how you do on the court. This pretty much a lot of times Stephen Jackson wanted to go out and bust out of the whatever player was, but he couldn't do it because the system was so strong. Okay. I got to spot up and shoot threes. That's all I'm gonna do, and I'm not gonna talk smack. He, I'm gonna he's, run back he's on a defense. Good player, though, Stephen Jackson. He's That's a good what player. I'm saying. Just because you're a good player doesn't mean you can't play under a strong system. Well, like we'll go Pop. back to Kawhi. Do you think Kawhi is a product of the system, or you think he's that good? I think he's he, a product of the system. He fits the system good, but he still could go somewhere else and play. So say, all right, nah. swap up, since you're a Bulls fan, swap Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard. Do you think Kawhi Leonard would be just as good on the Bulls with that, on the Bulls with that exact same roster? They might oh. be better. You think they would be better? They so that be means better. you think he's just that good, not a product of the system. Kawhi is good. He can I get do everything. Kawhi. I, I oh. actually think Kawhi is good because when you look at To be mechanics, honest, Kawhi and Butler is like the same type of person. Yeah. They're the same type true. of player. Very true. Good good comparison. Because when you look at Kawhi, though, he I think his mechanics... It's up to Paul. When you look at Kawhi, and he's clutch, he has mm-hmm. that step-back, fadeaway yep. jumper that he tends to pull a lot. Come he got that arms. mid-range game on lock. They call him the claw, so he has those long arms. He can lock you up. And honestly, Kawhi can get his own shot on anybody. He, he actually, when, remember, I don't know if you remember, earlier this year when the Spurs played the Cavs, he actually killed LeBron in that game. 
it gave LeBron a lot of buckets. Um, LeBron had trouble mm-hmm. guarding Kawhi. That's because he's originally a defender. Yeah, but on offense, LeBron had trouble guarding Kawhi. Kawhi is a nice. And remember, Kawhi is strong. Don't he sleep is. on his strength. Yep, he's strong. I just don't think Kawhi, as far as because, like a lot of players, they go to these teams and they're not developed neither. Mm-hmm. Like the Spurs have a strong development theme. Like they develop yeah. their players, as opposed to if you go to New York, it's like yo, just go out there and play. Because mm-hmm. we got like a million on the game. They got the they got the Gotties in the third row. They got the you know the Gambinos in the second row. Yo, we gotta win this game. Yo, Brandon Jones, go out there and play. I don't care. I ain't trying to develop you. Go play. I agree. The Spurs are gonna develop you. They're gonna take the time. They're gonna okay. figure it out. And if you're not that good, they're gonna cut you. But but Kawan is good. He's top five. And still, yes, Kawhi Leonard is great. Also, Kawhi actually got his game better. He trained with Kobe Bryant. He got better every year. He got, I give him respect. He got better every single year. He sent to the gym. Year. And who else to learn than the He's a than gym honorable rat. Kobe? He's a gym rat. He is a gym rat. So I give him respect for and that. If you, and if you love the game, you're going to love the gym rats. Exactly. So that's it for our, for our Clippers segment. So we're going to get into. The crossover segment. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. That's the god of the crossover right there. Right. We talking about practice. Shout out to Allen Iverson. Shout out to Allen Iverson. So we're going to get into the crossover segment. So every week, as you all know, I got the crossover segment. I will be throwing out player comparisons. I want my guests here to act as GM. And they tell me who they would choose out of the two in their prime. Remember, out of the two in their prime. So usually, I'm going to bring a current player. And I'm going to bring a past player. So my my guests this week, they never know who I'm going to choose. I also have people with similar stats, similar games. So I want an honest reaction to who you two, Rel and Album feel. Who you would take in their prime if you was a GM. So first up, I got... I got my man Kevin Johnson from the Phoenix Suns. I hope you remember Kevin Johnson. Wow. Kevin Johnson mm-hmm. in his prime or Derrick Rose. Two athletic point guards, right? Kevin Johnson, 18 points per game, three rebounds, nine assists for his career. One and a half steals, shooting 49% from the floor. Three-time All-Star. One time most improved, D. Rose, 19 and a half points per game, 3.7 rebounds, only six assists as opposed to nine, 45% from the floor, but one time regular season MVP, three time All-Star, same amount of All-Stars, and one time Rookie of the Year. So Rel, I'm gonna start with you. Who would you rather have, D. Rose? Kevin Johnson in his prime. This is a big surprise. Um, this is tough for Rel because he's a big D Rose fan. Very tough. Very tough. Do you need time to think? Nah, I'm, st- I'm gonna <laughs> go with Rose. Okay, you gonna go with D Rose? Rose in his prime. Rose this, in his prime. You Rose was the best point guard in his prime. My God. Out of him and Kevin Johnson. Remember, Kevin Johnson was a, a very athletic Save. point guard Save. as well. Rose is way more athletic than Kevin Johnson. Okay, so you're going to go Rose? Yes. Big Al, Derrick Rose or Kevin Johnson? I'm going to go with Rose 
Don't because go with D-Rose. Rose, the athleticism, the swag, okay. the confidence, um, coming straight from the school he was coming from, the okay. numbers. Came from Memphis. Came from Memphis. He just came out there swinging. So I'm going to go with Rose. Okay. I'm going to go D-Rose as well. I think D-Rose right. is more of a multi-dimensional player. I think since his athleticism is so up to bar. Remember, we talking prime D-Rose, y'all. Prime. We're not talking the Ninja New York Rose. Knicks D-Rose. We talking about MVP. MVP Chicago Rose. Bulls D-Rose. The youngest MVP of all time D-Rose. Records. He carried that Bulls team. They could have right. almost beaten LeBron in the cast if he had more help. A little bit more help. So I'm going to give D-Rose a nod because he was the best player on his team. He got the best defensive scheme. And he still got it done. So I'm going to go. So we're all in unison with D. Rose against Kevin Johnson. Second, this is going to be a real tough one here. I got the answer. Allen Iverson in his prime. Salute. <laughs> not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Allen Iverson. Yo, can I, can I say something real quick? Listen. I grew up in a Haitian household. I'm Haitian. <laughs> Allen Iverson had a lot of my friends coming out the crib with different tats. Okay. The do-rags over the cornrows. Right. And I, w- and I just used to wish, like, man. One of the most transcendent players. If I had the freedom to do that, because I know if I would have did that, they would have had a flight for me coming back home to Haiti. So I knew that. <laughs> but, I, but Allen Iverson changed the basketball game yeah. and as well as the social game for a lot of my peers. So Shout out to Ivan. So because of you saying that, you got something to say, bro? I'm just saying, as the young boys call it, swag. Oh, give me that. <laughs> so I got Allen Iverson in his prime or Kobe Bryant in his prime. You see, as I, I know you guys can't it, see their Josh. faces. <laughs> Damn it. I saw Alvin's face. Damn I saw it. Rel's face. And we got my man Dominique in the studio today. His face said, ooh. Kobe or Ivo in a prime? Let me give you the stats. Kobe or Ivo in his prime. Stats. Man. Stats. Allen Iverson. Oh 27 points per game. 26.7. Wow. 3.7 rebounds. Six assists. Two steals, shooting 42% from the floor. One time MVP, four time scoring champ, three time NBA steals leader, Kobe Bryant. 25 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, one steal, 44% from the floor. Five time champ, two time. Finals MVP, one-time regular season MVP, two-time scoring champ. You got Allen Iverson or you got Kobe Bryant in his prime. I'm going to go to Al first on this one because this is a little emotional for real. So I'm going to go Big Al first one. You got Allen Iverson in his prime or you got Kobe Bryant? You know what, brother? Um, I Who can't, you got? I can't lie. Can I just give a little context? Go ahead. But I need an honest answer right after. I got you. I think both of these gentlemen changed the game. Of of course. Coming up in Brooklyn, New York, young, we go to Western House, help professions, we in the city. A lot of these players changed the game because a lot of us were in high school, junior high school, and we literally thought that we could be the next Kobe Bryant. 
So of we course. would emulate these cats. We would come out with the cornrows and the do-rags and we try to get tats and all this wild stuff. A lot of these players changed the game for a lot of us. I on did. the court, it was the same thing. When it was going against each other on the finals, it was tough. You couldn't really tell the difference. Me personally, mm -hmm. the integrity, mm -hmm. the hunger, the love, the passion. I got to go with Kobe Bryant. Okay. Kobe Bryant got five rings. AI got none. Kobe Bryant did have Shaq. Kobe Bryant did have Gasol and Ron Artest. Did have more help. He did have more help. But I also think that's a product of his attitude. If you show people that, yo, I want to win, I'm willing to do, I'm willing to work 24 hours, seven days a week on okay. ball, a GM, a president, a fellow bystander, mm -hmm. a co-worker, a mm -hmm. co-teammate is going to be like, yo, I don't care what I got to do. If he's working that hard, I'm going to work that hard. Okay. Allen Iverson is the person that said, yo, you talking about practice. I need more money. I need to start. I'm going to different teams to look for a starting position. It's two different types of mentalities. I personally think Kobe was the type that, yo, if y'all want me to come off the bench, I'll come off the bench. I just want rings. Yeah, oh, right. Wait, wait. You yeah, think right. Kobe would? But Kobe. Never. never. But I, I'm going to stop you right come on. Can I stop? No, no, no. I'm going to have go. to give you a fail for that. You was going no, good until you God. said Kobe would come off the Come off the bench, bench where? <laughs> He, he, he didn't even want to come off the finish. bench let after Jordan on the All-Star okay. game. Okay. The, fact, the fact that there's so much rebuttal on that statement okay. proves how much work Kobe put on this game. Kobe was the type to, you know what I mean, even though he was one of the best, he still put he still put in that work. Who he, he had? Look all the plays he had. How many Hall of Famers he got? He had a few. How many Hall of Famers? But wait, matter of fact, Rel, since you chiming in, who, who you got, brother? You got Kobe AI? Over Ivo. That's what I'm, that's oh, you decision. got Kobe. Five over zero oh, you got Kobe saying, over Ivo. I'm, you know, I'm an Irish fan, but, you know, they say men lie, women lie, numbers Ooh! don't, so I will have to go with Kobe. Wow. I will have to go with Kobe. That's a big one right there, Pulse. Listen, that's a big one. I don't think y'all know. Pause, please. AI is your favorite player of all time, correct? All time. All time. Wow. So you're going to have... AI, I mean, excuse me, you're going to have Kobe over AI if he was a GM in their prime. Yes. Got you. I got Can you. I say something else? Go ahead. As a man, as a black man in America, not to get social or whatever, <laughs> as a, and you know what else coming. As a black man in America, mm -hmm. as a man, period, with kids, with responsibilities, you can respect somebody that says, yo, I'm going to dedicate myself to the craft. I'm going to work hard. I don't care if I have a broken ACL, a broken thumb, a broken pinky. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to, I want to master this craft. And you literally saw somebody who willed themselves to the top five player in all-time scoring, scoring the second most points in, in all time. You literally saw somebody will themselves to achieve a goal. And any man with male like tendencies, you have to respect somebody who put everything on the line to achieve a goal. And he got well paid for it. He's well paid now. He achieved the goal for his family. And we can say the same thing for different black figures that they throw in our face, such as Obama or Jesse Jackson or anybody else. A black man that works hard to get a go to get a goal achieved, you have to respect that in the midst of everything. Because right. yo, a lot of people weren't Kobe fans when he's going to get Sacramento. 
A lot of people weren't Kobe fans when, when Shaq left. Mm. But Kobe was still in the gym. He still was proving haters wrong. And we still was putting his numbers. But Kobe lost a lot of popularity when mm-hmm. he was going through that time. Because he, he had a rape case and all that. And and exactly. thing, mm-hmm. But, he but was... they took his personal character into account. And that affected... Yeah. His yo. perception of his game when he was still giving buckets. Yo, keep it no a, matter what. Yo, keep it a buck. After that whole Denver thing, they brought him back on the court. He must have dropped 60 like two yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. He had 60 like, points. He had the highest, like the most 40 point games or something. Yeah. I give, I give. After I'm, his daughter was born. Exactly. He I'm like going to go. 40 plus. I'm going to go Kobe as well. As I would take Kobe over AR because I feel, like you said, Kobe's work ethic, I think. Surpass uh, Kobe's work ethic was Jordan like. He wanted it. Exactly. Because his work ethic was Jordan like. He mimicked Jordan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He is the closest thing we've ever seen. And I think the closest thing we ever will see of Jordan. I and think. I and I and I personally think as a man, and you know, as men, we are here, we are in the workplace, we have families to feed, we have things to do, mm-hmm. and we all have goals to achieve. Exactly. To watch somebody will themselves to achieve a goal, whether it's Jordan or Kobe, you have to respect it. True. You have to respect somebody True. that wills themselves to get it done. True. I'm gonna you go, have to respect it. True. I'm going to give it to Kobe as well. You have any closing arguments on, on that? I just, you know. Okay, you know what? Matter of fact, just a question just for real. Mm-hmm. Who was a better defender? Allen Iverson or Kobe Bryant? Allen Iverson did lead the league. He led in steals. steals. He led Three in times. Steals. Um... Would you consider AI a two-way player or just one way? Uh, Think about it. I, I'm still gonna give it to Kobe. You still gonna give it to Kobe? I gotta be honest. Kobe okay. was six, 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 seven. Yep, six, six. Allen Iverson was six two, if yeah. that. Six, six two two guard. I thought he was six yeah. flat. He could be six flat. He could be. That's why they always had to have Eric Snow but with Iverson, him. They had to have I'll tell a bigger you this, point though, guard. Iverson had the biggest heart. Okay. Good love for that. He played in any type of injury. He so had the he did have the biggest heart. You so did. I would give. I say AI got a bigger. I mean that's tough to say, but I would Just say AI had the biggest heart. If heart. Iverson had Shaq, Robert Horry, that's, Rick that's Fox. my issue with AI. Think about but how many rings he didn't have the greatest but, teammates. But then we gotta go to not the players. We gotta go to the GMs. If you were GM, put Kobe on Philly. But if you're a GM, oh, if what an excellent question that was. Kobe on put Philly. Kobe on that same. Oh, what matter of fact, go? they played against each other. Kobe so put Kobe. Kobe had Philly when Shaq left. But then he didn't go anywhere. When he had Smush Parker. Smush Parker. Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. <laughs> Sasha Vujacic. Who else did he have? Jordan Farmer. Sasha Farmer. Jordan Farmer. Yo, Slava Medvedenko. Jordan Farmer is an NBA champion. Kobe still uh, won with his team, that Brian though. Brian Cook. It don't Brian Cook, real. Oh my Brian God. Brian Cook is an NBA champion. But Kobe didn't go anywhere. Remember, if you remember, Kobe was asking to leave the team. He was going to leave mm-hmm. to go to the Clippers or it was someone else. I think he was. Um, the Bucks. He was debating. Like yeah. Like but he did actually was upset with the Lakers GM. But then you go but not putting the right talent around. And, and, and then that's where they got Gasol. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm going to give that as a knock on Kobe, but I'm also going to give a knock on AI, right? Mm-hmm. For when he joined Denver and when he went with Carmelo Anthony. And I didn't think he kept his end of the bargain when he was on Denver. 
when he got with Carmelo, I felt like that should have been a much better tandem than when it should. I think they were both worried about scoring. Yeah, Carmelo was wasn't a, 30. Carmelo wasn't mature enough, but I felt like Iverson should have been that big brother to Melo to make him mature that's at that time. Iverson and they is. had young money. Remember. But that's my <laughs> issue with Iverson. Because he's not that person, I can't give him the nod over Kobe. Because right. I feel like I feel like Kobe made Pau Gasol a better. winner. It made him a better person. It made a him better a player. better player. Mm-hmm. I feel like, he, remember, Pau Gasol, when he was coming in, they called him soft. Yeah. He couldn't bang in the paint. Andrew Bynum was also soft. He was a big boy, but he was soft. So so my thing is this. You Rick have, Fox. You have to respect players like Kobe, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it even further. A Draymond Green. Let's take it even a step further. A Patrick Beverly. Okay. These players, if you play ball, whether you on, whether you're in the floors with us, or you in the NBA, these players bring the best out of these players, man. You got to respect the players that's going to bring the best out of you and that they just want to win. I agree. There's certain points in their life, in a man's life, like, yo, I don't care about none of the BS. I don't care who's on my team. I don't care who hates me. I don't care who loves me. I just want to win. Kobe was the, the person who did that, period. I agree. So we're going three-way on Kobe there. So the last one that I have, right? This one should be easy for somebody like me. But let's see who you guys go. I'm going to go. I mean, it's either going to be Blake Griffin in his prime or Amari Stoudemire in his prime. Blake Griffin in his prime, 21 and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, four assists, one steal, 51% from the floor, five-time All-Star, one-time rookie of the year. Amari, 19 points per game, eight rebounds, one assist, one block, 53%, six-time All-Star, both Rookie of the Year. But Amari also had a one-time, he was All-NBA. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Who you got? Well, just choose. Who you got, Blake Griffin or Amari Stoudemire? There's a little context to that. Can I say something? Go ahead. A dollar bill in the 70s mm-hmm. cost way different than a dollar bill in 2017. There's something called inflation, right? Okay. 19 back in those 19 points a game, eight rebounds back in those days. They probably looked a different way mm-hmm. as opposed to the 21 and eight that Blake Griffin was putting up now. Okay, so I think Amari was definitely the, per- the first person that came through the gate that mm-hmm. was doing the you know the pick and rolls. Who that you was- got in their prime? Who you got? I'm gonna go with Amari. You're gonna go with Amari because Amari wasn't flushing the ball, he was dunking the ball. Wow, I'm shocked. Bro, who you got? Oh, Blake Griffin or Amari Stoudemire in their prime? I'm going to go with Blake. You're going to go with Blake? Okay. Why why do you think Blake? I just like Blake better. You just like Blake better. You think Blake has more of a game, better game? Yeah, better game. Okay. Amari, even though they both been injured, Mm -hmm. Amari been injured more, I think. Yeah, they both been injured. That's why I gave Mm -hmm. similar. They both been injured. They both... But, um, they're not back to the basket players. Let, they're more pick and roll. I, I put it oriented. like this: Let Blake Griffin bet on the Knicks with Carmelo and Amari. Was there. Oh, like I think switch. Blake would have been a switch nice been with Melo. Better fit. He's more of a playmaker. Yes, I, that's why I'm gonna I'm go Amari with Blake. Not a good passer. I think Blake is a better, much, much, extremely better playmaker yes. than Amari Stoudemire. I think Amari is more of a catch and finish player, mm-hmm. meaning you can't give him the ball and say, Amari, give me twenty. I don't feel like he could do that. I feel like he had to have a ball distributing point guard in order to make Amari excel. Right. So I feel like Steve Nash inflated Amari's stats. 
even though when he came to the Knicks, he had a nice first half of the season. He was good. But when Melo came, another scorer, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't he couldn't function as well. Right. So I'm going to go with Blake Griffin as well. Right. So me and Rob Blake Griffin, Big Al, got Amari Stoudemire. I, I enjoy Amari Stoudemire's game. Okay. Pick and roll, the, the dunks, the, be, the, ability, the ability to finish, the ability to post up. I like Amari. Okay. I feel you there. So that was our crossover segment. That's some nice options. And for the listeners, please let me know your choices or options you have between each of the players. I want to hear your feedback. And if you have suggestions on who you think I should put on a crossover segment, some player comparisons, just let me know, of course. I'm always here. I'm always open to suggestions for anyone. So that was a crossover segment. So first of all, before we end off the segment here, I got to give a shout out to my man Rel for the newest addition to the family. My man Rel had a thank new addition you, to the you, family. Little baby boy Tristan. Thank you, thank you, thank Rell you. Rel is the first one to be a father out of the crew. We really appreciate that. A year and three months. Big boy Tristan getting big. Yeah, yeah. How you yeah. feel about being a new father, my it feels man? Feels great, man. It feels great. Y'all right. know one day. And the time is where y'all know. All right, that's how I feel, like, man. Shouts out to you. We proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. For bringing a new life into the world. Because you got to understand. But of course, baby, I mean, we, we got to give love. We got to give credit what credit is due. You're raising that young man, right? Yep. You're raising a young king, young king. in today's society. Young right. Keeping the youth together. You know, that's how we do. And speaking of the youth, my man, Big Al. He works with the youth on a daily basis. I know he's right. trying to keep in the youth on track. Mm-hmm. You know, on a straight path. As my man Hawk did before episode two, also keeping it with the Simeon's House organization, right. keeping the youth in order and in track. So, Begala, I want to applaud you as well Whoa. for giving the youth another voice, right. a nice role model to, 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 to see. I, I, def, I definitely want to speak on that. First off, shout out to Simeon House and different organizations Word, shout that out. Are, shout out to are Simeon definitely House. doing Simeon different House. different programs that are helping the young people. Of a lot of times with us being young, growing up in the hood, particularly Canarsie, we see a lot of kids coming up behind us and a lot of people coming up before us. I can, I can attest the ability to reach back and talk to a lot of the young people a lot of people that are doing a lot of the dumb things that you did the 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 reward is grateful to be able to talk to somebody kind of tell them don't go this way i went this way well, don't you gotta go give them your life experience exactly it's a beautiful thing the love is real to be able to help somebody like these kids latch on to you mm-hmm. and it gives you a sense of like accomplishment there's no other sense of accomplishment than really helping out other people. Helping so, the youth is a great so feeling. A lot of, so a lot of people mm-hmm. out there that's listening to this podcast, join iMentor, join Simeon House, join a lot of these nonprofit organizations that are helping the young people in Canarsie, Red Hook, Brownsville, Eastern York. A lot of these young people need a lot of insight. Believe it or not, we've come a long way from, you know, picking our nose in the, in the, in the cafeteria and these a lot of these different junior high schools or whatever. Reach back and help us out. We need the help come on back home of course man. definitely man so i appreciate you for doing that man i appreciate you giving the youth another role model to look for you know and rels and other role models but you're going to be a role model for your son right for baby tristan so you're the first one salute. out of the crew first. salute Thanks. 
Another round of applause to my yeah, man, Ray. Well, 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 let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. he, he's been practicing since, since junior high school, so it's about time he had one. He's been in the gym it's since about junior time. high school. I haven't seen him. Trust it's me. about time. Not, not in the action, but I, listen. Since junior high, you know, been practicing. It's about time he done had a little soldier with him.